0: Quick quiz. Are you ready? Name three things that you have to prepare for. Ready, set, and go. Helping
1: you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley.
0: Welcome to The Inner Life. This is the show dedicated to spiritual direction giving you a bit of help and a bit of hope to continue living out your faith today. My name is Patrick Conley. Thanks for joining us. Okay, did you come up with three things? Some of the first things to enter my head were an exam, as we've just wrapped up the school year. I suppose many students and uh, educationally related folks have that going through their head. You have to prepare for an exam for Thanksgiving dinner. Not sure why that one popped in, excepting for the fact that I always like getting together with people and And eating (laughs) and finally a wedding you know what's interesting though about that last one i mean here we are in kind of in the wedding season but what's interesting to me is that when i think about the preparations needed for a wedding my mind immediately goes to things like booking the church booking the reception venue getting the photographer making arrangements for the flowers I confess, I did not immediately think of things like premarital counseling, of ensuring that the bride and groom-to-be start off with their eyes and hearts wide open, cognizant of the sacrament that they are about to receive and how to keep Christ at the center of it all. My failure to think first about the spiritual aspects of preparation for a wedding makes me wonder, how do I regard the other sacraments? most especially the source and summit of our faith, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. What do I think of? What do you think of in terms of preparing yourself for Mass? Is it more along the lines of picking out what you'll wear, how to deal with the inevitable family squabbling as the time to depart draws very near, or where you're going to brunch afterwards? Or do you think more along the spiritual lines? Do you have specific practices you try to do to prepare yourself for the central practice of our faith? And how do those preparations bear fruit in your life? That's our topic on the inner life today, preparing for mass and uniting our personal prayer to the mass. Let's greet our spiritual director for the hour ahead. Back with us is Father Brian O'Brien. Father O'Brien is a priest of the Diocese of Tulsa and pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Welcome back to the show, Father. How are you this fine day?
2: Patrick great to be here uh, happy ordinary time Easter's over so we're kind of back to back to normal if you will but heading into the summer and uh, life is good here in Payne County Oklahoma
0: ah, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad. is it kind of wedding season for you down there too
2: very much so we'll have six weddings in the month of June wow. um, which is which is great we're we're in a college town so a lot of a lot of young people and um, and then a lot of—I've noticed lately just a lot of folks who may be uh, kind of just coming back to their faith and m- never married in the church hmm. um, and are coming forward so they may be older in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and are civilly married but have never married, never received the sacrament of marriage. So we're helping some of those families, uh, what we call a convalidation. Uh, yeah, anyway, right. it's just is beautiful, beautiful.
0: Good, good, good. Well, the Lord is certainly at work, and the Lord, of course, is always at work in terms of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Now, as we're talking about preparing oneself for the Mass today, Father, let me start with maybe more of a, I guess you could say, more of a negative question to start with. And and just to say, do you have any insight as to why we are tempted towards not doing that, towards not preparing ourselves for Mass, but just kind of showing up? And sometimes, honestly, just speaking for myself here, but sometimes showing up kind of last minute and just uh, kind of racing into a pew.
2: Yeah, I, I think the temptation is there across the board, and I, I include even my, my my own self at times, where we can see the mass as as just as one more thing. And so I mow the lawn, I you know I, I get I make lunch for my family, and I go and I go to mass. And so those things are if if we see the holy mass as like a as a box to be checked, then look, I just I just got to get there. I just got to show up. Kind of do our thing, say some prayers, stand up, kneel down, and then I'm out of there. Uh, it, it, it makes it something that's not that that doesn't require preparation, um, if it's just a, a box to be checked. We wouldn't say that. I, I don't prepare to mow the lawn. I mow the lawn, um, right. And so if it's just one other thing, then it, then we'd, yeah, just show up and we do our thing, and hopefully we'll get out of there in under an hour and, and you know and we're out of there.
0: right. But
2: obviously, there's a better way,
0: right? Well, yeah, there is. And, and, but one of the things I'm hearing you say right now is that a lot of it, well, I don't know about a lot of it, but, but some of it at least depends on what our perspective of mass actually is, right?
2: Oh, for sure. You know, so if if the mass is a box to be checked, if the mass is, I just got to go. So, you know, my wife doesn't yell at me or, or, you know, so just to be a good example for my kids or, you know, uh, but if we, if we enter into the Mass as every Sunday is a little Easter, if we enter into the Mass as this is um, the, the, the continuation of the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary, um, if we enter into the Mass as this is the highlight of my week, this is the most important thing I will do, not only today, but this week, It cha- it changes our mindset for sure. Mm,
0: mm, right, right. Our spiritual director today, Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa. And we're talking about preparing oneself for mass. What do you do to prepare yourself for mass? Do you have any traditions you have that you'd like to share? If you do, we'd love to hear them. Encourage and inspire one another with those traditions. 888 9149 is our studio line here. 888-914-9149. Just with something that you do to get yourself ready to participate in the mass. Father, um, Let's just get into that. What are the benefits then of preparing ourselves for mass, and what does it entail to really prepare ourselves?
2: Well, the benefits, um, yeah, are numerous. Um, You know, one of the things I encourage my people here to do, you know, just one of the really practical ways to prepare for mass is to read read the readings ahead of time. Um, And the, and the benefit of that is then when the, when the readings, when the scripture readings are proclaimed at mass, you're, you're not just hearing it for the first time. And so things tend to sink in better. Um, We have a family here in the parish and they've just, just recently started reading the readings together and, and then getting in the car and going to mass. And what they found is in their, in their family, um, their kids are, are like pay attention better because now it's suddenly not sort of a random person up there saying something random. Well, I've heard, I've heard that before. I just heard that like a half hour ago at my, at my house, and now I'm hearing it read by somebody else and it's being read in the church. So the the real positive benefit of that is just engagement in, in the prayer of the mass when you've, when you've had some preparation. I think the other thing that uh, is so common, and we do this all the time is when we're kind of rushing around, um, our, our disposition, our, our spirit is not in a place of receptivity. We're not ready to receive. Um, when you when you get to mass, uh, you know, a little early, and even have just a few minutes of of okay, to, you know, kind of take a deep breath and 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 sit and just and just be in the Lord's presence and prepare oneself. The, the mass becomes more. It becomes more more meaningful. You're you're just more receptive to God trying to speak um, into your life.
0: Mm. I can see that. And I love that phrase, a spirit in a place of receptivity, because there is something there. Of course, we're going to give our worship and praise to almighty God, but we also uh, all that we have St. Paul has it, right? Uh, that uh, What do you have? That is not a gift. And what a great gift that we are participating in in the Mass. If you have tips on how to prepare for Mass, if you have something that you and or your family have done time and time again, week after week, let us know what those are. 888 9149 914 9149 Father, you mentioned reading the readings together as uh, as a family, which I think is a great thing to do, and only takes a a bit. But um, well, take us into a little bit. Obviously, if you're preaching a homily, I'm assuming you're you're having a good hard look at the readings ahead of time. But give us an idea of what our clergy typically do, and maybe our priests specifically typically do to prepare themselves for Holy Mass.
2: Yeah, I would. uh, You know, for me, my preparation. You know, for let's say for this Sunday, the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. Uh, my preparation uh, actually began Sunday night. Usually on Sunday night, I, I look at the calendar. So it's my, I have an, I have, there's another priest with me here, Father Robert Healy, my associate pastor. So I look, on Sunday night, I look and I look at, okay, which, which Masses do I have next weekend? Um, we have an English Mass, we have a Spanish Mass. So on the, on the weeks where I have the Spanish Mass, there's, there's a little extra preparation. It's not my first language. And, and so that's, that preparation, just real practically, which Masses do I have? Then the next day I, I start looking at the readings. Um, what 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 does the church put forward in the in in the gospel, in the first reading, in the responsorial psalm, in the second reading. And I don't I don't come up with my homily on Monday. I just simply pray with the readings. Lord, what do you want me to say? Um, I, I, I pay attention, I do a little what we we'll call Lexio Divina. I look at what, what words, what phrases are popping out, what themes are coming together. And then I usually stick with those and pray with those kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and then Thursday things start to come together. I, you got to kind of, okay, I'm, I'm going to go in this direction, not that direction. Um, sometimes, you know, like it come Thursday and I, I kind of got nothing. So I might, I might like start looking at some other sources, listen to a podcast from Scott Hahn or Bishop Barron or somebody like that. Um, read some read some books about those particular readings to, to spark some ideas. And then really by Friday and, and Saturday, the homily is complete. It comes together. Uh, I, pr- I kind of practice it uh, so that when it comes either Saturday night or Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, when it comes time to deliver the homily, when it comes time to celebrate the Mass, I'm in a good place. I'm not rushed around or my mind isn't really scattered. Mm.
0: That's great. And so... A lot of lot of practices, a lot of things that uh, our priests are doing to prepare themselves um, to engage with the context of the readings and that sort of thing. So I think that that's an that's a excellent practice that we all, in some ways, we all can practice, as you said, reading the readings together before Mass as well. And one of the things that I've heard, a phrase that I've heard, Father, and uh, forgive me, it, I've heard it attributed to a number of people, so I, I don't want to <laughs> even take a guess, but... Um, The advice given to priests, but it also could be employed by laity as well, I think. But uh, pray this Mass as if it's your first Mass, your last Mass as if it's your only Mass. Have you encountered that before?
2: Uh, Very much so. So you you see it a lot um, in the sacristy. So the sacristy is that kind of room where the priests get ready for Mass, where we vest for Mass, where we keep all the chalices and and patents and everything. Um, You'll very often see that on the wall. And as, it's a reminder to, to the priest, but it can also it can be for anybody coming to mass. Um, the prayer is, "O priest of God, um, celebrate this mass or pray this mass as if it were your first mass, your last mass, your only mass." Mm-hmm. And the and the beauty of that and this, I mean, in my you know, in the, in the case of a kind of the life of a of a parish, we're about a thousand families, you know. So we're there's definitely parishes bigger than us, but, but you know, we're pretty busy place as a priest, I can go into the mass and say, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's, you know, let's get this over with. Let's, um, you know, this is one more box to check. I got to finish this mass so that I can move on to other things. And that prayer, I mean, it stops me in my tracks every time, because I think to myself, what if this were the last time I ever celebrated mass? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. what if this were the only time? I ever celebrated mass, and there's going to come a day, you know, there's going to come a day that the mass that I celebrate is the last one, right. and so that that I'm focused, that that I'm prayerful, that I'm really offering the sacrifice to Almighty God on behalf of the of the people, uh, in a way that gives God glory and helps people to pray.
0: Yeah. It oftentimes uh, runs through my mind, just in my imagination, I suppose, um, when I'm thinking about the martyrs themselves. And if they were given the opportunity to celebrate one final mass, um, priest martyrs, or to participate in one final mass, um, what would that mass be like? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, I would be uh, entering in, I think, in every way possible into a mass like that. Uh, Well, thank you for that, Father. Our our spiritual director, again, is Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. We're talking today about preparing for Mass and uniting our personal prayer to the Mass. Are there specific ways that you prepare for Mass? Do you unite your prayer to the prayer of the Mass? How do you actively participate in the Mass? Give us a call, let us know, 888 914 again, 888 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Father, we did have a caller who uh, placed an off-air uh, comment who said that she just, uh, one of the things that she does is she offers a specific intention uh, herself as a as a laywoman participating in the Mass. She offers a special intention for that Mass, and I think we should get into that because that opens up a whole uh, host of possibilities there that the laity we are invited to do just that.
2: There, there is no doubt. So I, I think sometimes the temptation is to, uh, is to think that the priest, the priest is the one. He like he's he's got it all handled, um, and I, I don't really need to to do anything, uh, and that's simply not true. So when when we come to mass, the priest does have a particular intention. Um, that is usually dictated to him by the parish. So, you know, when people when people call in to the parish and they say, "I'd like to have a mass celebrated," you know, for my uncle who died, or whatever it may be, the priest that is that is the priest's intention. But every single person um, can come to mass with with their own intention. Um, and I would I would offer to everybody there's a there's a very particular part of the mass. Um, when, when we're invited to, to kind of make our intention known to God. And um, we can do that anytime. Of course, when you come to Mass, just say, Lord, I'm, I'm offering this Mass for, you know, for this person. Um, there's, a, the, it's a, there's a prayer that the priest says out loud to the people, and he says this. He says, Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. And then the people respond, May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. So that line, pray, the priest says, pray brothers, and, pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours. So there, there's, there's that moment that we are together offering up all of our joys and our sorrows, our intentions. Uh, we're praying for the dead. We're praying for our children. We're praying for our parish. We're praying for the Pope. We're praying for our bishops. Um, that my sacrifice and yours, right there, it, it makes the, the it makes it very clear that the people are to also have a sacrifice, are also to bring an offering to the Lord in the Mass.
0: I think one of the things it does, too, fathers, it it does help us to recognize that there is something intimate and and personal going on here in our participation in the Mass. That it's not. Well, I know Pope Francis has said a couple times too that we've we're not going to a show you know you're not part of the audience when you, when you're in the congregation there's a right. there's a a categorical difference there in what's going on, and bringing our own special intention helps us to recognize that. Maybe talk a little bit about how how we are participants as laity attending a mass, how are we participating in the mass
2: so in in a variety of ways you know so the the people. When it, when the priest celebrates the mass, he's not just talking to himself. Or he he's talking he's talking to the Father, um, through the Son in the Holy Spirit on on behalf of the people. But the people have a part to play, and so I mean, all over all over the mass are these dialogues. The Lord be with you, and and the people say, and with your spirit, lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. I mean, we we. And so that, just, that right there implies it's not, it's not just the priest who's doing the praying. Um, he's offering it to God on behalf of everybody, but we, everyone in the pews is, is uniting their prayers in, to, in, the, in the priest as, as the sacrifice um, is offered up. The next line there, you know, uh, lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. And then the people respond, beautiful line, and sometimes can just fly right by us. We say, it is right and just. Um, that it is good that we are here, that, it's, that it's, this is such a beautiful gift that we're able to be here together, offering our prayers to the Father through the prayers of the priest. But every single person ought to be coming to Mass with their own stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Again, our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Minnesota. Stillwater, Minnesota. Nope, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Excuse me. That's our, that's me.
2: our Minnesota. That's right. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know.
0: Sorry about that, Father. Uh, you are in Oklahoma, and we are talking about preparing for Mass and uniting our personal prayer to the Mass. Uh, so, if you have ways in which you actually have uh, prepare yourself for Mass, if you read through the readings, maybe you do that as a family. Give us a call. Share the testimony about what kind of fruit that has borne in your family's spiritual life. If there are other ways that you will go about prayerfully preparing yourself to participate in the Mass, let us know that to our studio line, 888-914-9149. Again, 888 Or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Much more to come on the inner life, but we're going to take a short break. Stay with us. Looking for a new job? How about one that offers you opportunities for spiritual, social, and charitable growth? Our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is hiring new agents today. Visit relevantradio.com/forester, an Illinois life insurance society, not available in all states. Welcome back to the Inner Life. Here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com and the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley. Our spiritual director is Father Brian O'Brien, a priest of the Diocese of Tulsa, and pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. As we're talking about preparing for Mass and uniting our personal prayer to the Mass, how do you do that? How do you prepare yourself for the Mass? Give us a call, 888-914-9149. Let's take a phone call, Father. We've got Joe who's calling in from Albuquerque. Hey, Joe, good
3: morning good morning and thank you for taking my call uh, so the one of the ways that I prepare for mass I I live about 20 to 25 minutes away from my parish and um, so you know so it, it's a decent drive so as I'm driving I'll sit in just complete silence um, you know no radio on no 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 electronics on nothing going on um, and then you know once I get to mass I I, I and I kneel and, and pray at the pew, I'll, I'll close my eyes, you know, as when I, when I pray and almost like enter this meditation as, as I pray as well. And, um, you know, it, it, it's nice because sometimes I kind of, I don't necessarily, you know, forget where I am or lose where I'm at, but I'll, I'll open my eyes, and I'm like, ah, it, it's just, it's this peace that, 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 uh, overtakes me when I, when I, when I'm more, when I add that, that, extra piece of meditation when I pray, you know, in in mass. So. Yeah, that's
2: awesome, Joe, man. uh, You are using the time the Lord has given you to prepare well for mass. So you've got that 20, 25 minutes. You could easily talk on the phone. You could listen to your favorite music, Um, but you're, you're Preparing for the most important hour plus of your of your week, um, and then getting getting to mass a little early, closing your eyes and just kind of entering into a different world, uh, because it is right. we in the mass. Heaven and earth collide. Heaven and earth kiss, uh, and your the way you're doing that I think is a great model for for your for your parish there in Albuquerque. And for anybody listening today, do do what Joe is doing, it'll it will make your life better.
0: Love it. Thank you Joe. And Joe, you must have been anticipating my uh, my next topic to ask Father about, which was silence. And Joe has offered that saying that he's he's taken time specifically in silence. What's what's so important about silence especially before mass, Father?
2: I'm yeah, I'm always reminded um, it's it's from First Kings chapter 19, it's the, the story of Elijah. And he's like trying to trying to find God, um, and there's there's an earthquake and and there, you know kind of all these like sort of loud, there's a storm, all these sort of loud things, and he says you know that God was not in the earthquake. And then he he quiets himself and he hears the Lord in in silence. Often you hear it, you know the still small voice speaks to Elijah in the in the in the quiet. Um, in the in the silence, we we find God. Uh, and, and now I know that's that's hard in our in our present day culture. Um, I find it hard in my own life. I oftentimes I just try to, oh, I've got a few minutes here. Well, let's let's listen to something. Let's put on music. Let's put on a podcast. Let's turn on the Catholic radio. Whatever. Um, but but there has to be a place for silence. And unfortunately, it's something we really we really have to work on, because it's something we're simply not used to. Um, And so that, you know, in in Joe's case, he gives himself that drive. And that's not silence, you know, the sounds of the roads and uh, horns honking, whatever. But by the time he gets to Mass, he's ready now to enter into the silence of of the Mass. And again, even in the church, it won't be silent. Babies crying, uh, you know, the the shuffling of feet and and kneelers. But you're finding a moment to, to invite the Lord in. And it's a moment unlike any other. Um, silence allows us to to listen to the Lord in a way that nothing else does. Mm-hmm.
0: The importance of silence. I know uh, many of our many of our bishops and priests talk about it all the time. That it's important to be silent, and especially to be able to enter into the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. I saw a little video from Pope Francis that he was talking about this very thing. That it's not right before Mass is not a time to be chatting with your neighbor, but it's actually a time for silence. And I think that that's, that's huge. Now I, I do have to ask this father, because you brought it up. Um, you brought up, uh, babies crying in, uh, you know, it's not entirely silent in the church before mass, understandably. So, um, so first of all, I mean, some, some parents are thinking, yeah, silence. I haven't had that in the, la- in the last 12 years or whatever it might've been, you know, but, but at the same time, um, there's, not, there's, there's no real reason to leave your kids at home, right? I mean, kids should be brought to Mass, shouldn't they?
2: No, kid, yeah, kid, kids belong in Mass. Um, they, a, a child who is baptized, let's say a two-year-old um, who is, who's, is baptized, uh, I, and I would say this to people who, who might complain about kids in Mass, um, that, that two-year-old, that baptized two-year-old is just as baptized as you. Um, they, have, they have as much right to be there as you. Now, if a child obviously is throwing a massive fit, um, then then step out, you know? Um, if a child is being super disruptive, then, then take them out. If a child is making the noises that a child makes, um, they, they belong in the Mass. How are kids going uh, to learn to go to Mass, um, to, to have families praying together? It's a beautiful example of, to to other families, I had a, a couple just recently, and they 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 were so excited. To, they just got married, so excited to like start a family of their own, and and one of the reasons is because I they come to mass and they see so many families and they and they just the the joy of that and they know it's not easy, and especially bringing your kids to, to mass is is not easy, um, but it's it's part of who we are. It's part mm. of parish life. Uh, that that there, that there ought to be kids. We say here you know I mean if, 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 if there's babies crying in mass, it means your parish has a future. Yeah um, that's right And so if you're not th- crying you're have, dying right <laughs> If you're not crying you're dying if pe- that people <laughs> have that mindset that what a blessing it is to be in a parish where there are children um, and use it as an opportunity to, to, yeah. to pray. pray for that mom and dad who are probably kind of struggling and trying to trying to make it work
0: right that's a great point too and uh we got an email that came in from beth i I really like what she writes well first of all she says that she agrees that reading the readings ahead of time helps so much make the mass richer and help her to be more focused but then here's what she says that she says um her son and his family they do this on the way to mass in in nashville area where they live Um, they always start with a prayer for safety for the drive and it's about a 25 minute drive and then on that drive um her son kind of summarizes some of the readings and talks with the children about them because he's read them during his morning prayer hour and then he gives them keywords to listen for during mass. love that. Wow. And then they often talk about it afterwards. Isn't that great? What a great idea.
2: That's a that's a great that's that's a dad doing his job. I've, I've never heard that. Yeah. But but, bri- but brilliant, brilliant because kids, yeah, when we ki- kids are trying to like follow a you know, a big long gospel You know, they they might get lost. Oh, but there's there's that word that, you know, that dad said, um, you know, gospel, mission, um, be healed, you know, some word of Jesus. And now they've got, now they're back on track and they've got, and they've got something to focus on. That's brilliant. That's great stuff.
0: Yeah, great job, and uh, Beth, you did a good job in raising your son right there because he's doing some he's doing some great stuff raising his kids right as well. So you must be one proud grandmother. Let's go to the phones now. Uh, we've got Jan who's calling in from California. Jan, welcome to the Inner Life. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Well, I read I read the readings before mass, so that in case my brain butterfly brain goes off sometimes when. The readings are being said, or what in mass, or whatever. But it really gets to be thinking about the readings that day, and I also list, uh, watch and
2: read Bishop Barron's explanation of the gospel. Yeah, Jan, awesome. So, so a, cou- a couple things you said. You know, to read the readings ahead of time, because sometimes we do get distracted. You know, sometimes we do. Um we're 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 looking around the church or, or kind of something happens in church and, and we do. We get distracted. We're human beings and that and that's okay. But having read the readings ahead of time, we we know what they are, even if we are a little distracted. Um and then there's so many resources out there. There are so many good um podcasts, books, um to listen to, you know, listen to a Bishop Barron, a Mark Hart from Life Teen, uh, the the um Franciscan University in Steubenville does a does a really nice uh, podcast every day about about the readings. So and there's great books and things out there because to to do that, okay, you're, you're, the homily your pre, priest or deacon gives is not going to be what Bishop Barron gives, um, but you're going into the Mass with an idea of what the readings are about, what might be said, and then you're just going to be way more open to hearing what is proclaimed to you. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. I find that helpful as well. I'll, I'll uh, dive into some of those resources you just mentioned, Father, and, and I think that's helpful to kind of flesh out the readings. Give me something to ponder and think about as I'm heading into Mass or before I'm heading into Mass, you know, that I'm thinking about maybe for even a few days beforehand. Helps keep the the brain, the mind, the heart, the, the will, the body all engaged. So, Jan, thank you for the call. Appreciate that very much. Um, also got an email that came in from Mary from Los Angeles. Who um, one of the things she suggested she has a lot of things, in, including reading the readings ahead of time, praying a psalm. Um, so praying a psalm ahead of time—that's a it's a great, uh, great suggestion. And then this is something I got to admit I'm a little bit of a liturgy nerd here, but it's something that I like to do is that I understand or I figure out what is the liturgical celebration. Maybe there's some special celebration where we're celebrating that day. We've got some. Most Holy Trinity, Corpus Christi coming up here in June, of course. But uh, you know, even if it's just if it's an ordinary time, a Sunday in ordinary time, I like to wear something, a tie or something that's the liturgical color of the day to show kind of a, I suppose, a way of unifying myself with the prayer of the church.
2: Yeah, that's that's awesome. So to to Mary's point, you know, reading 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 a psalm. Uh, many, many times, uh, and I know I say this as a preacher, the the psalm kind of gets left out, right? There are four readings every every Sunday. Um, and the the psalm is usually the one that that kind of gets left out. Um, but to to just to prepare to re- read that ahead of time, I give it a lot. actually as a penance in the confessional, um, somebody comes on a Saturday, I'll say for for your penance, I'd like you to read the psalm you know that we're going to hear tomorrow. Or read the gospel that we're going to hear tomorrow as a way to prepare them for. For mass but the Psalms oh, are just are beautiful there are 150 of them um, and we get a different one each each week um, it's great and then to your point Patrick you know just uh, uh, kind of dressing up obviously Pentecost was, was last Sunday um, so you just, I know a lot of parishes pastors encourage their people to, to wear red um, but it's a way to yeah if you're wearing green or purple or whatever it may be to, to, yeah, to signify to just one other small way to enter into the liturgy, and then to encourage other people. And people say, hey, I like your tie. You say, well, it's green, you know, for for ordinary time. Ah, oh, and people make that connection. Uh, you're wearing kind of the, maybe the same color that the priests and the deacons are, are wearing. Just one more way to enter into the beauty of the, of the celebration.
0: Yeah, indeed. Many ways of yeah, engaging with the liturgy, of course. Thank you, Mary, for the email. Appreciate that. Um, also got an off-air question, Father, uh, because sometimes we do— Even with our best efforts, and especially if we're trying to, again, wrangle a large family into the minivan or whatever it is on the way to mass, um, sometimes we do end up showing up uh, just on time or maybe even a little bit after that. And um, the question is, can you do some, quote-unquote, prep time for mass after mass? I mean, what would you suggest that people do after mass in order to, I mean, just you know, genuflect and walk out, or is there other things that maybe we should consider doing?
2: Yeah, I would say I, two two things for after mass. One is, I just I would encourage people to to kind of stick around after mass while people are leaving. Um, just stay just stay in your pew um, for for even just a few seconds, a few minutes, and offer a prayer of thanksgiving for what just happened. Uh, a thank prayer of thanksgiving for the Eucharist. A prayer of thanksgiving for the, the readings, a prayer of thanksgiving for whatever it may be uh, and let, let people kind of file out and then, and then leave. So we, I think we ought not be in such a major hurry to, to, to get out of there. Um, and then the other thing is on your way home or, or in a, in a, in a prayer group, talk about the readings after the fact, and you can use, you know, what, what did your priest or your deacon preach about? Um, did anything in that resonate with you? Um, one thing that can, I think people can do, it's, it can be a little, uh, I don't know, it's kind, it can be a little fun, I think, of like, here's what the priest said. Well, what would you have said yeah. if, you, if, you were, if you were him? <laughs> uh-huh. you know, what, based on these readings, and you can do this before the Mass too, based on these readings, what, what would you preach about? How would you put these together? And what it does is it allows the Scriptures to really sink in um, and now, chances are the priest or the deacon is not going to say the same thing that you, that you thought. But putting yourself kind of in the shoes of the preacher, what, what would I say to this particular group of people with these particular readings on this particular day um, is a kind of a cool thing to challenge yourself
0: with? I'm I'm grateful that you're giving us license to do just that father because that's often something that's going through my head and you know bless me father for I have sinned but it's uh, it has happened uh, at least occasionally that while I'm while I'm listening to the homily um the the priest or the deacon will say something and uh, my mind will start following that rabbit trail and I start thinking oh man And then you could develop this idea and this idea. And then I realized that, well, this is just for me, you know, something that I can apply to my life. But nonetheless, um, it is a great exercise to start thinking about, well, how does the Lord interacting with us through his holy word? And uh, it's a great it's a great uh, encouragement. So thank you for that. Father Brian O'Brien is our spiritual director, priest of the Diocese of Tulsa. And we are talking about preparing oneself and also getting the most out of, I suppose you could say, Holy Mass. When we attend Mass, how do we put ourselves in the right frame of spirit, the right frame of mind to engage with the Lord and all He is doing for us in and through the work of the sacrifice of the Mass? Please do give us a call if you have some tips and suggestions along those lines, 888 again, eight 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 nine one four nine one four nine, or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com Going to take another short break, but we'll be back right after this. Today, we'd like to thank Douglas, who is listening in Wisconsin, for donating his 1998 Ford Ranger. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com car. That's relevantradio.com car. Yeah, welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Thomas for a little funky rejoin there. Thanks for that, Thomas. And uh, for Sarah Tafoya taking the phone calls for us today as well. And our spiritual director, Father Brian O'Brien, pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma, talking today about preparing oneself for Mass and what are the things that we can do to enter in as fully as we possibly can into the holy sacrifice of the Mass and gain, uh, well, let it bear much fruit in our lives. So if you have some tips, some suggestions, give us a call, 888 uh, 914 Let's go back to the phones. We've got Deacon Martin who's calling in from Gary, Indiana. Deacon, welcome to the program.
1: Good morning. Um, when I prepare for Mass, um, one of the things i come always homes to mind when I tell people is something I was taught when I was in grade school is that Every Friday is Good Friday and it's penitential, and every Sunday is Easter Sunday. It's a mini celebration of Easter. And as a deacon, I start preparing the readings early in the week, sometimes Sunday evening, Saturday, um, Sunday evening, or Monday, Monday evening, and I read them. Also, the U.S. U.S.C.C.B. publishes a really nice book every year that helps people with Lexiel Devino if they would like to do that. I do give them, I give people those gifts at the beginning of Advent uh, for the for the coming year. Uh, people who are doing Bible studies and stuff like that I, I, I give that to them, but those are just some of the things that I do to prepare um, and if I have to do a homily then I then I also you know you, you just kind of pray with the pray with the word and see how see how I um, see how the spirit moves your heart
2: yeah, that's awesome deacon the uh, just yeah getting getting to the readings earlier in the week um, and then that idea of every Sunday um, is a little Easter, um, that ought to add uh, uh, some some urgency to, uh, to to us. So a lot of people, you know, they, they would never ever ever miss Mass on Easter, um, but ah, uh, but you know, the eighth Sunday in ordinary time, ah, eh, you know, um, but. He uh, John John Paul II. That was actually tw- twenty twenty five years ago today, May thirty first, nineteen ninety eight. John Paul II came out with an apostolic letter called Dies Domini on the on the on the Lord's Day, um, and he says that that the Lord's Day is the Lord of days. Um, that that every Sunday, and he and he says he doesn't use the word little Easter, um, but he says you know that that every every Sunday is. Uh, is kind of a, yeah, a, mini, a mini Easter. It's just such a beautiful way to think about Sunday. So Friday is a time of penance, leading to uh, the great celebration of Easter every Sunday. Mm.
0: Thank you, Deacon Martin, for the call. Great reminder, too. And it, you were just saying, Father, that Friday is a time of penance as well, which brings to mind um, some of us in order to fully participate in the holy sacrifice of the mass, we might need to vi- visit the confessional beforehand. What do you say about that as a way of preparing for mass?
2: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, so, you know, many many parishes um, have a have a confession time on Saturdays, uh, and and the reason why Saturday is a good day to go to confession is because it's the day before Sunday. Um, and so, if if especially if you're if you're aware of if you've been away from the church. If you are aware of any mortal sin in your life, um, you ought to go to confession before receiving um, Holy Communion. Um, but also, if, you're, if, if you've not if you've not committed any mortal sin, a confession is still a beautiful way to prepare for, uh, for for the Mass by by being freed of your sins. Jesus came to to set us free. Um, so again, especially if you're aware of of mortal sin, definitely. Uh, and even if not, just going to confession, cleansing your soul. Um, and I would say to moms and dads out there, going to confession as a family um, is a is a beautiful thing. What a great message to your children that you take sin seriously, that you want to be freed of your sin as you head in.
0: Well, did we lose fun? We, lost, we may have lost father there, and just uh, we'll take care take care of his audio and get him reconnected. You. Oh, you can. Okay, Father. Sorry, you cut out there for a second. Ah, okay. What were you saying just at the end there? Um, it's a yeah. great way of taking care of your just, sin, and yeah,
2: just yeah, getting rid of getting rid of your sins and um, preparing for Sunday Mass by going yeah. to confession for yeah. sure.
0: Right. Let the graces flow. Right. I mean, that's that's what we're and when we come together, especially as we come together as the mystical body of Christ um, for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Then, uh, yeah, expect for. I would say let's be greedy for the graces of of Christ uh, that are offered to us. And so, hey, if confession's on offer, why not? Why, why isn't that a great way uh, to turn to prepare oneself for Mass? So, Father, turning to um, maybe I I, I was going to say um, back to the youth and and kids uh, being in Mass, um, but you know what? There's plenty of adults who would probably who would probably render this judgment as well. We often hear that Mass is just boring. So why do you think that people say that and how do we change that perception?
2: I do, I do hear that. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think it does come down to, to, one, to preparation, and then two, do, do people really know what's happening? Um, if I go to something and I don't know what's happening, let's say I go to an art museum and I'm looking at a piece of art and I, have no, I, I, don't, know who the, I don't know who the artist is, I don't know the context, I don't know history. I'm looking at what I think is just kind of a, some, some paint thrown up on a, on a wall. But then when I read about the artist and when uh, I understand why this was painted and why it's important in this historical context, well, then the art comes alive. Then I wanna look at it forever. Um, the same way uh, in the mass, um, if we really understand what's happening, that heaven and earth are coming together, that at every mass, um, all the angels and saints are present, that the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary um, is, 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 is in front of us, um, that we get to receive Jesus Christ, his body, blood, soul, and divinity. All of that adds layers and texture and, and, and flavor to, to what it is that we're doing. Um, suddenly what was boring at, at one time becomes the highlight of our week. becomes something you know very very, and it doesn't have to be like super exciting, but it becomes something very meaningful. Um, one of my favorite saints is Jose Maria Escrivá, who's a, a great Spanish priest, founder of Opus Dei, and he has a line. This is a little harsh, but he has a line. He says, "Oh, you think the Mass is long? That's because your love is short." Um, <laughs> right, so <yeah>. again, <clears throat> again, that's that that's a li- that comes across a little a little harsh. Um, but do we really love? what we're what we're doing and if yeah. and if we love it then all anything boring anything distracting all of that um goes away quickly mm.
0: very good father brian o'brien is coaching us through how to prepare ourselves for mass and get the most out of the holy sacrifice in the mass or at least make sure that we're the most prepared to receive whatever the lord wants to give us or in the mass if you have tips and suggestions let us know triple eight nine one four nine one four nine Let's go back to the phones. Jason is calling in from Chandler, Arizona, in the Phoenix area there. Jason, welcome to The Inner Life.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, just a, a few things with uh, a growing family. Um, one of the things that we've helped to change the difference of mass being born is not watching mass but participating. And one of the ways that we've done that is to take a more active role. So my boys are altar servers. Uh, one of my daughter is a sacristan. Mom's in the choir, and we have one little one that really doesn't have a role yet. So she takes care of me in, in, the, uh, in the pews while I'm lecturing as well. But it helps to keep the kids engaged because now they have an active role. And for the younger kids, then they can watch the other siblings um, and the like. So that really helps. It also helps us to get there on time. You talked a little bit earlier about, you know, gosh, with kids, it's always hard to get out the door on time. It's easy to show up on time when you have to be there 30 minutes early because you actually have a role in Mass. The other thing that we do is, um, for anybody that um, has not heard of Holy Heroes, it's a really great resource. Um, It's a family-based organization where a large Catholic family does videos, and the kids do it. Um, So they do animations, and they actually have a video for every single gospel for all three uh, seasons. And they do little animations and things, but they read the gospel. And so we read, we watch these videos on YouTube, it's free, um, in the morning as we go to Mass. And so the kids can hear it, and, and we can talk about it a little bit on the way to Mass. So just another great way to bring um, God's Word to life.
2: Wow, Jason, good, good stuff. So yeah, a couple of things. Yep. Yeah, in being, being a part of the mass in the, in the, in the different ministries that, that, that make up uh, the mass. Um, If you're not in a place where you're able to do that, you're, you're still able, you know, in, in participating, J, Jason's line was to participate and not just watch. Um, and we can do that with, by singing, we do that with, with, with knowing the responses of the mass, standing and kneeling and sitting all of those ways are participating but then and then really teaching your children to internally participate also um, uniting their own prayers with with the sacrifice of the mass one thing i would add to jason's that holy heroes is good stuff we have a number of families in my parish that, that have that that use that that resource um, the other thing i would say is to, is to is to choose choose wisely where you sit um, I think, especially with kids, if you're way in the back and I get why people sit in the back and I'm not, there's not a judgment, but if you're, uh, if you're up front and kids can see, uh, they're going to be more focused and you know what? So are adults, um, we, we can get distracted too. Um, so we have, we have a family here and they, they like to sit up front and the and the dad kind of secretly told me off to the side one day. He was like, we sit up front because I get, if, when I'm in the back, I get really distracted, but it's, right. good, it's good for my kids too.
0: <laughs> That's fair enough, honest enough. I appreciate that. Jason, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks for those tips. Very good. Let's squeeze in one more phone call here. Kathleen calling in from Bel Air, Maryland. Not a lot of time left, Kathleen, but uh, how do you prepare for Mass?
1: That's okay because mine's a quickie Uh We used to be at a parish in Baltimore City, and the priests would do a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit before the readings. Come, Holy Ghost, enlighten our minds. And let us remember what we want need to remember and hear what we need to hear. And amen. <laughs> and uh, it was quick and to the point enough that even the busy, busy families in that parish with the loads of kids that were singing and carrying on through Mass, we could hear it and remember it.
2: Yeah, Kathleen, good
1: stuff. Just ask, we just came
2: out of Pentecost, asking the Holy Spirit to, to give you a, a docile heart, a humble heart to receive what the Lord wants to give you in the readings, in the prayers of the Mass, and then especially the graces that God gives when we receive Holy Communion, uniting our prayers with the Holy Spirit, brilliant stuff, um, a great way to celebrate Pentecost and every Sunday of the
3: year. Mm.
0: Very good. Thank you, Kathleen. Appreciate the phone call um, as we're talking about how to prepare oneself well for Mass and participating as best we can, as full as we can in the Holy Sacrifice of Mass when we attend. Uh, Just about half a minute here, Father, before we ask for your blessing, but um, maybe maybe just one clarifying question. You said, you know, finding or reading the readings beforehand. Any particular place, if people don't know well, how do I find what, what the readings are for Sunday? Where, are they, where can they find that out?
2: Yeah, there's a number of apps. Some, I use an app called iMissile. Uh, the readings are there. Um, but then I would say the best place is the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, usccb.org. Um, and right up at the top, it'll say readings. Um, so not only does it have the readings in English and in Spanish, but it'll actually, there's a little button there where it'll read it read it to you. They, they also have a podcast. Of the reading so if you go to your podcast app and do usccb um so every day it'll it it will pop up and 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 it will read it to you so maybe you can listen to the readings on your way to work or on your way to church somebody else reading it
0: to you yeah very good advice all right father thank you for being our spiritual director today may we have your blessing please
2: lord we ask your blessing upon all those who are listening We ask that you be with them today, that you send them your Holy Spirit, and that we unite our prayers to the prayers of all the sacrifices, all the Masses being offered right now and around the world today. And may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Amen. Father Brian O'Brien from the Diocese of Tulsa, Pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Grateful to him for being our spiritual director today tomorrow here on the program we were doing jealousy so if jealousy is an issue for you or someone you know make sure and tune in up next the holy sacrifice of the mass until next time grace and peace